Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mission Field Church. I'm Bishop Williams, and welcome to um, our fourth part series um, entitled The Extraordinary Life of Jesus. Uh, we have been so honored to come into your home, uh, even tonight, uh, to bring you the word of the Lord. Uh, I'm excited about this particular part of our series. Uh, we will be talking about what it looks like um, to discover and to look at the divinity of Jesus. Uh, we have been on this series. Uh, it's been quite uh, an endeavor of looking at the four Gospels and looking at the life of Jesus throughout the Gospels and how all of them speak to a different aspect of of his life and of his character. Uh, some look at his lineage, some look at his humanity, some look at his service and his ministry. But the fourth and the final one, which is the most looked at the most, is the divinity of Jesus. We would not uh, do his life justice by simply just talking about his works and all the things that he did um, or taught without looking at his identity. And so in this particular part of the message, we will be looking at his identity. And so what better way to go than the Gospel of John? And so we will be ending this series um, with looking at the divinity of Jesus and understanding his lordship, his kingship, his godness, and his oneness with the Father. So if you have your Bibles, uh, we are going to be in John chapter 1, and that is where we are going to begin our study uh, tonight. So thank you for joining us. Uh, may God continue to bless you as you um, listen. And so to all of our guests who are listening, both national and international, uh, may God richly bless you. Um, well, we are excited to come into your homes and to uh, present the Word of God to you. So, if you have your Bibles, uh, we are in John chapter 1. Let's pray. Uh, Father, thank you so much for who you are. Uh, thank you so much that you have allowed us to come together uh, to listen and to read your Word. I pray that your Word brings us life. I pray that you speak through this word, that it is a rhema word. It is a word in season. It is a word that will speak to the very heart of your people. And that it would remind us the God that we serve. It would remind us who you are, Jesus. Beyond all the things that you have been painted to be, Jesus, would you in this time and in this moment, refocus us to see the Jesus of the Bible, to see the real, authentic Jesus. One who is loving, who is merciful, who is king, who is both judge and Lord, who is God wrapped up in flesh. Emmanuel. So Holy Spirit, speak tonight and have your way. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's get started. Um, we are in John chapter 1. Uh, so if you have your Bibles, that is where we're going to go tonight. So it reads, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Before we go deeper into this chapter, one must realize that when we are discussing the divinity of Jesus, we are saying in right truth that he is God. He is not a part of, he is not one of many, he is God. He is God incarnate. That is what we believe. He is he is the Savior of the world. He is, he is God with us. He is the God-man. He is fully God and fully man. It, it took his humanity, even as we have looked at in the other previous Gospels, it took his humanity to connect with us. That's the kinsman redeemer, as we read in, in the book of Luke. But he is also divine. He is God which brings us to the fact of how he redeemed us. He could not redeem us if he was not God. And then he could not identify with us if he did not have a humanity side. So he is one and the same. He is both. He is God and man conjoined. And so when we read this, he is the creator of the world. All things were made through him, and by him all things exist and have their being because he made them. And so when we look at his divinity, when we look at his godness, we are looking at the word becoming flesh. He was in the beginning with God. He was God. 
and he will always be God. And so therefore, John, John the baptizer, came to bear witness, even as it is in verse 9, to the light. John the Baptist was not the light, but he came to bear witness to the fact that Jesus was coming into the world to bring about salvation and to bring about redemption. So John testifies concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen, uh, no one has ever seen God, but the one who, on, who and only Son, who is himself God, and is in the closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. That is the amazing part. So you will raise a question to me, then are they divided? Is the Father separate from the Son? No. We serve a God that is one. We serve one God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. He, he is a one God, but he has three attributes of himself. And so the Word of God, who is Jesus, he is in connection with and one with the Father. That is how we understand it. And that is what we believe. And so it is in that fullness, he says, that we receive grace upon grace. Which is powerful. Because the law, the law of God, came through the prophet Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. That's what he came to lay as foundation, both for our lives and for the church and for everything that he came to do on the cross was grace and truth. That's why the Bible says, by grace you are saved and not of works. Grace and truth, Jesus came to establish that to bring order to that which was chaos in our lives. This is why the law was given. So that Jesus could fulfill it and bring it to completion. So, this is the testimony of John. Now this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely, I am not the Messiah. They said, and they asked him, then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Finally, they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. 
What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of, of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the highway for the Lord. Now the Pharisees who had been sent questioned him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? I baptize with water, John replied, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who, who comes after me, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany on the other side of the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, The man on whom you see the Spirit of God come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and testified that this is God's chosen one. That is amazing. That is the testimony of the divinity of Jesus. You have eyewitness account. And as we have been discussing even through this study, that testimony means uh, eyewitness account. Okay? That's, that is what a testament is. It, that means you are an eyewitness. So Old Testament, that means the prophets and those of old testified had testimony of the deeds that God did among them. That's the Old Testament. And so when you have New Testament, you have new testimony of what God has continued to do from of old until now. And so this is John's testament. His eyewitness account that this is how I know that Jesus is God himself is because I saw it. I saw it. I'm a witness to it. So we cannot say that there is no witness to the divinity of Jesus. You find it now written that he is the chosen one. He is God in flesh. He is the one that came before all and yet came afterwards. He says, it's the one who came before me. He existed before I was born, but he was born after me. And he said, this is my testimony. So as we end tonight and as we end this series, my encouragement is that you would understand that in whom you have placed your faith and trust. You have placed your faith and your trust in Jesus, who is God, 
has been confirmed to be who he has said that he is. And it is this same Jesus that is one day going to return. And in his return, the Bible says his reward is with him. And when he comes back, he comes back to seek out those who have been faithful to put their hope and their trust in him. That is what he's looking for. Jesus even said it. He said, when I return, will I find faith on the earth? And to be honest, in, my, in the depth of my heart, I believe that he will. I believe there is a generation that is rising up, even those under the sound of my voice, that are ready and willing to say both yes to Jesus and a yes to a life devoted to who he is. As Savior, as Lord, as God of all creation. That's amazing. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much. I know this was a short service, but thank you so much for allowing us to come into your home um, and minister this to you. Um, I pray that it blessed you. I pray that you were encouraged uh, to understand um, the, the life of Jesus in all of these attributes and to understand his kindness, to understand his mercy, to understand his humanity and his service, to understand his lordship and his divinity, to understand that in all of this, he is one Lord and he is soon to return. And when he does, he is coming back for his own. And I pray that all of us are ready for that day. I pray you, you are sitting at home watching this. I pray you are ready for that day. So we bless you. Go with God. Continue to pursue after Jesus. Pursue his heart. Pursue his will for your life. And know rightly that he does love you. God bless you. And we'll see you next time.